Mic check one two one two. Mic check one two one two. This is Cup of Joe with Dre. I'm your co-host Dre E. I got my man Joe in the building. Joe, what's up? say what's up to the people. People, how are you doing today? How are you doing, people? So, yo, man, um, this is Cup of Joe with Dre. We back in the lab. We back here to knock out some hits. We back here to deliver some hits. We back here to gain some more countries. We back here to gain some more fans, to gain, gain some more listeners. At Cup of Joe with Dre on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, Cup of Joe with Dre, that's the handle. Find us there. Tune in every Tuesday night to our lives on Instagram live. Instagram live at Cup of Joe with Dre. Blessed to be here. Blessed to see another day. We out here. We living. It's time, Joe. We here, man. We about to drop another hit on the ass. That was one heck of an intro, my hey, man. man you know, I have to say. The energy, man. It, the intro was... <laughs> uh, that, you, hey, man. I mean, you did that. Hey, man. That was trying, a heck of an intro, my trying man. Trying to do what I do, man. I'm trying to, you know, switch some things up every now and then, man. Instead of the same old, same old, man. I got to let them, you know, let them know, you know, I'm, sometimes I could get in my bag and, you know, switch a few things up, man. And they're not the same old, same old, man, so... Um, shit, man, things are looking good, man. Spring is amongst us. It's time to start getting your bodies right. You know, summer's around the corner. Start, start getting your bodies right, man. Getting your, you know, health as well. Drink your water. Eat healthy. Try to eat more, I mean, healthier, I should say. And, uh, man, let's, 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 uh, let's live this, let's live this thing we call life, man. So, man, uh. What's on your mind, man? You talk about this health as well. What's on your mind? Shit, ain't nothing on my mind, man. I'm just, you know, trying to drink this water. <laughs> well, I think... Um, yeah, man, health right. is wealth. Health is wealth. And I, I... I think it's time for me to start telling about my mental state, man, and what happened to me and my health, you know? Um... Let's get into it, man. We recorded an episode before, but we lost it. Absolutely. But definitely, I want to go back to that episode. All right, man. Um, perfect. Perfecto. I know you You was excited because you, you <laughs> felt like you weren't prepared. but Yeah, 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 no doubt. But, but you was, so that's what matters, man. Yeah. You was prepared, man, so... Yeah, it ain't about me, man. As long as you was prepared, you know, to share your story, to share your history, man. Um, that was beautiful, man. But like you said, I mean, there were some technical difficulties with that episode. So we had to trash that. But uh, here we are, man. We back into it, man. So um, let's, let's, uh, let's get into it, man. Um, so first question I want to ask you, man, is who is Joseph Hall, man? Who is Joe Hall? To the people who may not know, you know, who um, you are. Man, I'm, I'm 42. And 42. What I'm finding out is is that, um, man, I, I'm still learning about who I am. Okay. You know, um, I think sometimes when you get a certain age, you think like, okay, I got it. I'm there. Right. We made it, you know. Right. And then you really start to realize that, man. There's some things that in your life may have caused you, affected you to, um, to, to say, you know what? Maybe I don't got it. Absolutely. Maybe there's stuff I still need to work on. Absolutely. Maybe. Um, you know, things that you got to reflect on to help you be better. Absolutely, man. So, with that being said, man, let's. Man, let's let's um let's try to go back to the beginning, man. Um, you was born in D.C. Yeah, D.C. Born correct. DC. Born in D.C., man. So, um, and how, about how long did you live in D.C.? I lived in D.C. till I was about eight or nine. About eight or yeah. nine, man. So, um, please, man, uh, take us back. Take take if if you can take us back to those uh, eight years in D.C. and what you recall and what you remember from those days, man. Well, I mean, I mean, we might as well not beat around the bush. I think, you know what I <laughs> hey, mean? Hey, we what here, we, man. What we, what we really was trying to talk about was right. um, one of the things that I realized challenged me as a man was um, having to deal with being molested. Okay. 
Right. You know, uh, it's not something I talk about a lot. Correct. Um, not because I, you can't never heal from something like that. I don't. I don't. People, but I can forgive. Okay. But it, it not so much because it was so difficult for me to deal or express. Mm-hmm. But I think I just kind of um, hit it back because my family really doesn't know. Okay. Okay. And so having to tell them and explain to them that mm-hmm. of what happened and everything else, I think that's more of the difficult part because I don't I always had in my mind that I didn't want them to feel guilt. Correct. Correct. Because you know what I mean? It wasn't like what was done to me was by a family member or right. anything like that. Okay. It was, you know, a person that was in that neighborhood at the time. Okay. And um I think that's the hardest part, man, you know, is dealing with that and um, and just kind of that. And then thinking about the situation and going back to see how it's affected me in my life mm-hmm. now, even at 42. Correct. So with that being said, um, so you were, you, do, you, do you remember about uh, what age you were when you was molested? Yeah, it, it was probably right close to the time that um, we were pretty much going to leave D.C. So, around seven or eight, yeah. seven or eight years old. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned it was from someone in the neighborhood. What, what do you what do you remember, or what do you recall about you know the inc- uh, the incident at hand and how how did that situation come about? So, um, you know, I didn't remember what happened. Okay. For a long time. Okay. It took me to about like I was like twenty or twenty one or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was talking on this phone with this this young lady that I was dating at the time. Mm-hmm. And it all it all came to like all of a sudden it was just like we were having this simple conversation and I was like I'm a, I was molested. Hmm. She was like what? And I was like, yeah. And I, I started to replay everything in my head. Mm-hmm. And um, like I started telling her pretty much every, the whole scenario of what happened to me on that day. Correct. And it made me realize a lot of things in me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, for a long time I, I had a love-hate with white people. Mm-hmm. The person that did it to me was white, and you know, in my community, there was not too many white people. Period in there, right? And you know what I mean. And it, it was a young man that had did it, mm-hmm. and um, then it also made me realize, you know, too was the battle for a long time. I love hate towards gay people, right? Okay, that makes sense. You know, um, I always hear about like people have the effect where they turn gay, and it it was the opposite for me. Mm-hmm. It made me hate and not be able to have like healthy relationships with men and it made me have a hate towards gay people mm-hmm. and even white people for an extended time like you know don't get me wrong there's always been good white people in my life correct you know but there was always a mistrust for them mm-hmm. like growing up being younger and it, it took it took like you know I, I would even say God putting white people in my life mm-hmm. for me to feel like a comfort in it's it's hard to say that finding out what happened to me was a relief, mm-hmm. but it 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 brought a lot of sense to what I was dealing with, and a lot of my struggles, and it kind of like made me pinpoint, gotcha, the things, and then after realizing that, I I knew this is what some of your trauma and some of the stuff that you've been dealing with is stems from stems from right. Yeah, so you said you said in, in the opening that um, not a lot of your family members know this. So probably after hearing this episode, um, a lot of them will, and, and then um, you guys will address that at that point. But going back to that, to your eight, going back to your eight-year-old self, um, in the years after that. Um, you said, you know, like you said, it, 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 it made you grow a hatred for gays, a hate, uh, a, a hatred for white people. Um, 
but what was your behavior like during those times? I mean, were you acting out? Were you did you did you become more uh, reclusive or um, angry or like like what was your behavior like uh, back then? I think you know because I didn't have a bad. I was always insecure with myself. Okay. You know, and it wasn't because of my family. And, you know, my family, none of my family really knows. Right. They're probably finding out now. This is going to be their first time that they listen to it that they know. Mm -hmm. But um, it wasn't, I mean, it's hard to explain, but I, I can pinpoint a time or a situation where um, I was at a babysitter's house. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I didn't realize it, you know, until two and two together. But what was done to me, I was trying to do to the the, the young lady. Mm -hmm. Man, shit. <laughs> um, man. Um, and I remember um, just trying to kiss her and like lift her shirt up, and it felt like. Like, it was the right thing for me to do. Mm -hmm. Because it, it's, it was the right, because it happened to me. Mm -hmm. And I remember the babysitter, like, catching, like, catching me trying to kiss on her. Mm -hmm. And, like, pulling me off. And I remember just kind of, like, being mad mm -hmm. because I was like, I, you know what I mean? Like, when that's your first time having affection in that way, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's not like I didn't see any wrong in it, but I was like, what am I doing so wrong? Mm -hmm. And I remember, um, after that, I couldn't, um, I couldn't be around her, and I don't even know if we changed babysitters or not. But um, I think that was my first sign of dejection, mm -hmm. because I was like, why couldn't I be around my friends? Mm -hmm. Like, why couldn't I be around? And you, I, I was and you probably, guys were, yeah, I was seven. I was like six or seven. And that's what I was gonna, that was my question. And yeah. she was around the same age, correct? Yeah. 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 Um, so that was your uh, around. That was one of the first times you you've experienced rejection um, in your in your childhood. Now uh, moving forward to like you said, I mean you was you was in D.C. So after that, I'm assuming um, you guys came here to to well came to Colleen. Yeah. Yeah. So and at the time, Colleen, um, a lot of white people, a lot of uh, it, it just wasn't predominantly black. So how was your adjustment to Colleen once you got here to Colleen and just dealing with, you know, the the the, the different uh, demographic of people that were in Colleen at the time? I think, um, I think there was no real thought into it, man. I was so young. I think, because um, you, when you're young, you bounce back. Right, so so not to cut you off, but um, so so had you had you completely suppressed that feeling, like tucked it deep inside to the back, um, and to 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 not deal with it. I, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, because again, there was other things that I was dealing with. You know, I was dealing with um, having thick glasses, mm -hmm. and so, you know, when you you meet kids. Usually, especially back in those days, people knew you for what right. they could see. You had a big head, you was big <laughs> head. You know, I was thick glasses. Right, so, right, right. You know, a lot of kids, they didn't know about teasing or picking. Correct. So, you know what I mean? It wasn't having to deal with an awkwardness about being molested more than anything of dealing with, um, A, who can I trust? I already just lost a friend. Do I really want to have friends? Right. And I, I started meeting, you know, other kids, but I think too because of the reaction that happened to me about what happened, it made me not like you know because I, I I wasn't you know and even to this day I'm still not a big hugger. Mm -hmm. 
I, you know what I mean? And sometimes I even feel inadequate about boundaries. Right. You know, about me being touched or me even touching anybody. Right. Um, I think it was just, um, yeah, man, and it was just so many things. So, you know, I think instead of just deal with it, you know, my body and my mind just said, let's just put it to the back. Mm -hmm. But in the forefront, it was just like, and more even so, not so much as a young child, because again, a young child, you play, you do all of those things. Right. As you get older, and I started getting into my teenage years, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I even had a homegirl, and she was black, and she was like, she was kind of pinpointing to me like, you, do you hate white people? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just don't trust them. Mm-hmm. Just don't trust them. You know what I mean? I, you know, and I never was around that many of them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there was, you know, my, my middle ages, I mean, we, of course, where we're from, there's white people, but right. they're not always just regular white people. Correct. They're mixed with something or like, you know what I mean? They're the minority in a lot of aspects. Right, right. Most definitely. So, you know, um, and then Kalina's an in and out place. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to deal with a person for like years on end. It'd be months, right. you know? And so, but yeah, as I was like 13 or 14, I could really see. And then also I knew I had a, I didn't even know I had an issue, but there used to be a dude. Um, in my neighborhood, who was gay, and he had like he wore like a cheerleading outfit or something like that. Mm-hmm. He was he was like maybe young in high school or something like mm-hmm. that. And they used to tease the hell out of him. And I used to be thinking like it's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like look at that boy trying to be a girl. He's so dumb. Right, right, right. And I didn't know where that anger was from. Correct, correct. So my parents weren't like that. My parents, yeah, right. you know what I mean? Right. My parents didn't speak about hate. I mean, more than anything, they taught me about loving myself being black, right. not loving myself being black and hating somebody oh, else because yeah, they're correct. white or correct, anything correct. differently. So, but um, yeah, so I think, you know, cal- cal- when there's not a true like line of black and white, mm-hmm. Colleen didn't really have helped me have to face that. So again, gotcha. I can suppress it. Gotcha, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And because of these people are more in my face. You know, like I had a, a, a white neighbor that lived across the street from me, man, and me and him became like really good friends. Mm-hmm. But we were... And I guess because I was older than him, mm-hmm. and I felt like maybe I could overpower him, something like that, I didn't feel like he was a threat. Right, right. But white men... Mm-hmm. I always felt like they were a threat. Gotcha. And I just didn't like them. You gotcha. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then you, you know, you have a few negative experiences with, you know, white officers and stuff like right, that. Right, and right. you just like, you know. Mm-hmm. It, 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 that, that helps um, shape, your, uh, shape your opinion um, further. Yeah. Um, so moving into your, your, your teenage years, um, your preteen teenage years, and having suppressed that, um, and just dealing with all the the other issues that you know you had coming up, as far as just being darker skinned, you know, wearing wearing the thick glasses, not having the best of clothes and things of that nature, man. Yeah. So in those preteen and teen years, um, how did that how, how did that um, affect you as far as dealing with the opposite sex? I was always uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and I, I, because of being so uncomfortable with myself, and not, um, I learned. And then what was funny was is that I started to learn that, because again I was really in my shell. Right. Like I had friends, but at the same token, like I wasn't spending the night at people's houses and stuff right. like that you know, in middle school and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I wasn't going mm-hmm. to dances right. um, and stuff like that. You know, um, girls were kind of interested. Well, no, not really. I mean, like I, I like one girlfriend or something like that, and I think it was more out of pity. You mm-hmm. know, I'm like, Joe, you're my friend, and everybody always thought like I was a nice guy. Mm-hmm. But the whole token I always was just like, man, being a nice guy is not... <laughs> 
It's not where it's at. Right. And then what I learned was being aggressive and being angry. Mm -hmm. And so then, because I can be aggressive and angry, I don't have to deal right. with right. my problems. Right. So, uh, you know, going into my freshman year in high school, it was like, I can be aggressive and angry. I don't have to be, and still being an awkward. Like, you know, um, what was crazy is, is that, you know, I wasn't even, I was, wasn't super sexual in high school because of, I, w I had sexual encounters, mm -hmm. and I know that um, I liked women, but I always felt awkward just being touched. Mm -hmm. I always felt awkward, you know, people touching me or engaging me, me, you know, and then who can I trust? Right. You know, so I dealt with a lot of those insecurities at that time. But uh, but at this time, you still had the the fact that you were molested, um, suppressed in the back of your mind. So yeah. that wasn't what was driving the awkwardness. It was just more so what was going on at the time and how you felt about yourself, correct? I think it's both. Okay. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. again, the way we act is is not always what we remember. True, true. But it's definitely what we know. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it's it's there. Yeah. Um, subconsciously, so it's not nothing that you that you have to think about. It's just uh, it's just like you said, it's just an awkwardness that comes with that. Yeah, man. And then. When I um, when I realized what happened, like I said, the, it, it became a two part. One part was, okay, there's a freedom that I'm not crazy. Hmm. Yeah, like I'm not crazy. Okay, I'm not crazy. Mm -hmm. Like I'm I'm messed up. Right. And I'm I'm crazy, but I'm not mental. Mm -hmm. But then there was that also that thinking like, man. Because after I told the story, then I had to replay the story myself. Because sometimes, like, man, you got to check to see if your own facts are true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're like, did this really happen to me? Mm -hmm. And then playing the scenario and then and the outcome of what happened made me feel like the outcome of my life. Because without going into detail, especially because, you know what I mean, that's nothing the listeners need to hear, but... At the end of what happened to me, I was just left there. Mm -hmm. And then it, it made me feel like the accumulation of my life that I just felt alone and left behind. Was, was, and you was left like in a, in a in, was it in the backyard or? It was in the yeah, backyard. backyard, correct, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Can, can, you, um, can, you, can you speak to that, um, just that part alone, just after something so, so traumatic has happened to you? And you just being left there for pretty much dead or whatever, just just left. Yeah. Like, can can you speak to that? And and like, I wasn't. It wasn't. I wasn't physically abused, mm -hmm. but I was mentally. You know, and that was the first. That was the first sign I think that God was ever evident in my life. You know, and not for my parents' sake, not because of my mother mm -hmm. or the church or whatever, but like. I remember struggling, mm -hmm. and I remember, like, at the time, there was a peace over me. Mm. Um, and I remember, like, I didn't, like, I didn't get this, I didn't see the face mm -hmm. of the person. Mm -hmm. And I think if I knew the face of the person, even now to this day, like, I knew the person that wore glasses or something like that, but... Right. Like the details of that person now, you know, maybe I would go crazy. But I remember there was a peace, and I remember I could hear the wind, and I could remember that I could kind of, I stopped struggling and I stopped crying. Mm -hmm. And I remember like that I could notice how blue the sky was. Mm. And I could remember like a stellar feeling pain. I could remember how feeling how the, the concrete slab was that my back was on. Mm -hmm. And I could remember um, that. In D.C., there was these fences, and then they weren't the best-built fences. 
but there was these, it wasn't even D.C., this was Maryland at the time, but they, it, there was these fences, and they weren't the best fences, and I know, like, if you rubbed against them, you could get, like, a shard or something, like, would prick you mm-hmm. or something like that because it was in good quality, and they always had, like, these little notches, and I can remember there was, like, a notch on one of the fences, and I could see, like, like the sky through it. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing and looking grass and how, the like, the grass seemed so, like, green and vivid and live Hmm. and I was just there so it was like my like God truly took my mind and placed it somewhere else Mm -hmm. and just my body was there Hmm. you know and so I um I never really got to feel I guess to God be the glory the the, the traumatic things that You're was right, happening right. to me. Correct. You know, I didn't get to experience it because um, he was, I, you know, was preserving me. Hmm. So when you, so again, when you when you fast forward, man, to to the teenage years, like you said, you wasn't a a, a very um, overly sexual person. Um, when it came to uh, to the opposite sex earlier in your in your in your high school years, um, you you learned to um, you learned that aggression and and I don't know what to call it uh, meanness I guess yeah. um, was the things that attracted uh, females to you versus that whole nice guy persona. Yeah. Correct. I I was I especially. Like, I became very verbally abusive to friends mm-hmm. and very ver- verbally abusive to a lot of women that I dealt with. Okay. You know, a lot of like, because again, it was like, I guess here I could channel this anger mm-hmm. into a place. And, you know, my parents are, are really good people about morals and principles, mm-hmm. but you know, they didn't. They didn't have to. They didn't know what was going on in the school, right? So they didn't have to check me on it. Mm-hmm. And my brother didn't have to check me on it. And my mm-hmm. sister was off, um, at, you know, doing her thing. Um, and and the kind of the crazy thing about it was is like me becoming this person. People were glorifying it, mm-hmm. like people. Um, People loved to see that I was angry and I was aggressive, you know, because again, too, was like I still had a personality to me of being charming and fun, Mm -hmm. you know, but I would talk to girls, young girls, any old way, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you know, um, especially I didn't respect, like there was some, there was some, there was some young girls, like I wouldn't even talk to them because I could see. Now looking at it like seven year old Joe and them and I would like I wouldn't want them to be tainted or be mm-hmm. hurt or you know, so I was nice to them, but like girls that I felt like were um like trying to be literal, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And those were the girls that liked me too, that were like trying to be these cool girls or these tough girls mm-hmm. or whatever you wanna Yeah, you know. And the thing about it is, is the more I would talk crazy, the more I'd be like, man, bitch, just shut up. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you fucking talking to me? They'd be like, Joe, you're so crazy. I like you. <laughs> nah, I believe it, that too. And man. now looking at it too was like, <laughs> we were a bunch of messed up mentally people and we were just living in this cycle. Absolutely. They were accepting my abusive language and attitude and, you know, and what was crazy too is like one thing that I did start doing is having a lot of women, you know, um, what's the word we could use? Fellatio? <laughs> we use fellatio in yeah, high yeah. in high school. Okay. You know what I mean? And I think that was for me, it was easy for me to do that because they I didn't have to touch me so much. You know what I mean? Gotcha, yeah. You know, just handle your business, do what you gotta do. Right. You know, and then I'd be after I get that feeling out, I'm done with them. Like I'm not talking. Like, what are you still doing here? Right. And that's somebody's mom, daughters. You know what I mean? Sisters. And I was just yeah. like, and they were willing and happy to do it. I don't even know if they were. You know what I mean? Right. Like because they felt like that's what would bring them right, closer right, right, to right, me. Right. 
You know? Yeah, man. Um, and the, the 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 thing I thank God for though is like, man, I never um molested or raped any of them. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know how I would be able to live with myself. But I when I did go back to this think about the situation of what I did to that um young girl at seven, man. Mm-hmm. Even now that's hard. Mm-hmm. Um because I was seven, but to to it's one thing when you're the prey, but when you the predator. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's um that I I thank God that, you know, I wasn't I didn't have that 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 babysitter was there. That way I couldn't ruin her life and maybe that she don't deal with the struggles that um that I still deal with. Mm-hmm. Oh. Take your time, bro. Take your time, man. You know, and that's um I'm so careful with people now. Um because deep down, I never would want to hurt anybody because I know what it, whether it's physical or mental. Because mm-hmm. um, I I can take what I could take pain and I could take struggle, but I would never want anybody. Yeah. I got um I got someone relate to that man in the in the sense that um. That's one of the things about me in relationships, bro. It's just like um the the two the two relationships that I in that I was in, they ended. And not that um I mean relationships end every day, man, but just the fact of knowing that I was a part of something that was so hurtful and so detrimental to someone else, especially both of those people being the mother of my children. Um, in my future, man, it's just like, not only do I not want to put someone else through that, but I don't think that I can handle another one of those things so late in in age. You see what I'm saying? So, um, the growth in me has taught me to, to uh, just to better handle people and to, um, like you said, man, it's just a, it's a protective thing, man, because you don't want to see people hurt. Um, and yes, you want to protect them, but you also want to protect yourself, and you want to protect yourself because just a not the not knowing of, not to say not knowing what you're capable of, but just yeah, exactly that, not knowing the 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 uh, the lengths that you can go to or you will go to. Um. When um, potentially, you know, betrayed or hurt, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So no, I I, I completely understand that, bro. Straight up, man. So yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. It's it's very hard that um, and this is for all of us, man. When you fighting your own demons. Mm-hmm. When you're fighting your own demons, because even like now, man, it's like telling this story. I was like, what would people think of me? And then when it, the bottom line is, is like I really don't care. Mm-hmm. But but you get that that slight hesitation, like, man, am I ready to share my heart with these people? Right. Because like you know, and we talked about this before, but. I always felt like deep down that it was so unfair of me that you shared a lot of you, mm-hmm. you know, and we would do the Q&A Dre sessions, you know what I mean? Right. And, and I would never try to go dig deep because I know that stuff that, but you know what I mean? You you were sharing about like, even on the live, we did a live episode and you were, you went into detail about yeah, yeah, yeah. like physically what happened to you Correct. and being abused. Um and I was like, damn, man, Dre is really, um, 
freeing himself. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it, it is, man. It's it's, it's liberating. Like and he's he's really freeing himself. For and sure. And two is like, man, who am me on as the other person of this group that mm-hmm. I'm not totally telling my truth? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's almost like so many things running your head. Maybe I should save this for later. Am I really ready? Am I ready to have those conversations with my family? Mm-hmm. And 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 that's the thing, though, man. It it, it comes. It only like, co- comes when you're ready. When you're ready. And not to change this on me, but I mean, you even kind of talked about it when you had to have the conversations with mm-hmm. your father, and you had mm-hmm. to have those conversations mm-hmm. with your brothers and your yep. si- your your, uh, your younger siblings yeah. about what happened. Yeah. And just even their reactions. Yeah. You know, and not getting. Not getting what you think would have thought or got out of it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, man. Because um, that's all. That's all a part of the process and stuff. We we have to, we have to be able to, to accept that no matter what, um, that you're going to be okay with the outcome yeah. of the conversation of the dialogue or, or whatever is being said because you go, you can only control you, Joe, and your feelings and the things that you've been through. So when you let that shit out into the atmosphere. Yeah, man, people are going to say all types of shit, man. But like I said, you have to prepare yourself for, you know, what's going to come back your way, man. And as long as you're cool with that and you're, in that, yeah. you're at peace with that and you're ready for that, then you're good to go, man. Because no matter what, this shit is all liberating, man. I mean, and someone, one of our listeners or one of our listeners who has a relative that has been through the shit that you've been through, they now know that they're not they're not in the royal world alone, and they have heard that this grown ass man came on a very public platform and said and spoke his truth, and that's that strength that strength right there that's there's strength in that man, and it's commendable man. And I know you're not doing this shit to you know for no accolades or for no type of recognition, um, but at the same time, like I said, like we're literally out there helping people get through some of the darkest times in their lives and shit. And if we could prevent them going another day, going through some shit that they shouldn't be going through, then more power to you and more power to them, man. So I commend you on that shit. Yeah, man. It, it, well, yeah. You know, when we lost the episode, um, it was almost like a victory. Yeah, I remember you told me that, man. So I was like, "Yeah, I don't have to. I don't have to. I don't have to talk about it again." Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. But but I was but not not for nothing. But I was gonna come. We was gonna circle back to it um, on my behalf, man. So, um, but but I'm like I said. But I'm glad that today, man, you 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 came back to it, and then, to my surprise uh, uh, as well, too, because I thought it was gonna be at least a couple yeah. more months. <laughs> Like I thought we was gonna save it to the fall time or something, man. During you know, during the during the spooky hours and shit, man. The, but nah, the, man. So the, the thing is, is that um, I wanted to do it um, when it was like I said, man. I was I felt good today, and I said, man, that's what's look, up, man. Because maybe if I revisit it in a day, I felt bad and mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Right, right. But I said I felt good today. That's I dope, felt man. Good today. And we, we we recently did an episode about um, self-love um, and like. Right. And, you know, me telling my story is part of my, some of my self-hatred. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also part of my um, self-love to, to share my story, to talk my truth and, mm-hmm. and, you know, talk about what happened to me. You know what I mean? Especially because... You know that we definitely hear a lot of stories about young women that hear about it, mm-hmm. but we we don't hear so many stories about yeah. young men that hear about it or right. say it. And then, you know, um, and when you do, you know, it, it's it's usually young men that are gay, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean, right? But well, what about those ones that aren't gay, right? You know, um, and then I think it it helps with honesty, absolutely, man, because. Um, when you really hate somebody, like we're dealing right now with Asian hate, right? You know, that's mm-hmm. the big thing. Mm-hmm. Like, but when you really hate somebody, like hate is not a thing that so much you're born with. You know what I mean? It's almost like a trait that through time experience that um, it opens up. Correct. And people that do hate, I think, 
when they start peeling back those layers and being like, you know what? And the, the thing about it is, is finding my situation and finding out where my hate had went in place to, mm-hmm. it really made me strive to, to um, learn to love. Mm. And then gear that hate where it needs to be. Right. Like hate actions. Don't hate people. Right. Hate actions. Correct. You know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, man. Um, Woo-wee. <laughs> yeah, my mind rolling, man. Hey, man, so usually, man, um, when, you know, some type of abuse happens to children, man, they, um, like you said, man, it takes, it takes you a, a while to... to um, I, don't ever hear, I won't ever hear. Yeah, right, so, yeah, well, to just it takes yeah. a while to even recognize it, but... Yeah. Like you said, I mean, there's no healing from that. Yeah. But the thing that's that's the thing that, like you said, man, you're a straight male and you was molested as a child. Um, that in your adulthood now, and not only now, but you know, your whole adulthood, that's pretty much reared its ugly head in forms that you didn't even identify as part of that situation. So I guess I, what I want to ask you is, um, when you did, like when you were 20, 21 years old, when you did recognize that and have that conversation with that young lady, from that point forward, how have you taken steps to, like I said, you're not healing from it, but to, to, work, on, to work on just being a better partner going forward to um, the women that you've dated or date, date in your life? I think being more open, I think being more honest, I think, you know, women that have, um, that I have let in my life, they do know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, and the, the crazy thing that I'm, I'm learning is, is that I revert back to that seven-year-old boy when things go bad. Mm-hmm. Like I'll close, I'll I'll close, right? I'll shut down and I beat it myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm you know, and even at 42, I'm learning that it's okay for people to see you struggle, mm-hmm. and it's okay to allow people to love you and be there for you while you're struggling, even though you may not have it figured out, even though you may not have it all together. Um, because yeah, man, like I'm really, um, I'm I'm learning that, man, and I'm I'm, a, you know, and I've I've been ghost I've ghost people and stuff like that, um, but you know, again, like I've even had a girl, oh, oh, excuse me, a woman, not too long ago, even point out, Joe is like, you're afraid to have people love you. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? And I think it's because of, you know, all the insecurities I've had to deal with and those issues and then that that traumatic situation. Um, That's hard. And then, man, explain to people like that and then they want to maybe have kid gloves to you. And I don't want nobody to have kid gloves for me. Nor hear me sorry. Look, listeners, don't feel sorry for me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I'm a big believer in my faith. Mm-hmm. God had a plan for me even in that situation, mm-hmm. um, and still does have a plan for me in my life. You know, um, and I even speak for Dre, man. Like Dre, been through a lot, and you know, even in all of that, he he got a plan. Like some of that struggle was t- to help somebody else out. Mm-hmm. Some of that struggle is to um, understand, you know, difficult times. As much as it's hurt me, it's also helped me. Yeah. Because I can look at that situation and, and, and almost use it as feel. It's like, okay, well, that's your bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. And I, and I felt the same way, man. I, um, I, I was the same way about mine, man. I didn't, I didn't want no one feeling sorry for me, man. I didn't want nobody yeah. to, you know to look at me any different than what they, they knew him because it took me about 20 years to start opening up to people about, you know, things like of that nature, man. But, 
yeah, I didn't want any anything. Then I wanted them to treat me how they met me and how I am and how I am to them. Um, and you know, never mind the fact that you know I've been through these things because, like you, um, those things make you who you are today, man. And it and it uh, it it just gave me a a wider lens on life, man. Um, just going through those situations and shit. And then, like you said, I mean, it, it cemented my faith in God a long time ago, man. Yeah. So. Um, so I I, uh, I relate to you on in, in those aspects, bro. Straight up. So yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, again, it, it, the great thing is is that that's my reality, right? Right. What happened to me is my reality. But now, what's up to me is I, I'm in control of my what's next. Absolutely. You know. And that I, you know, I now have healthy relationships and friendships with people that are gay. Yeah, I've healthy in relationships and and so much love for for people, you know, for white men, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of dudes that I, I consider brothers. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, and you know, and sometimes that creeps back up. Mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes that creeps back up, man. I, it's only natural. Yeah, man. I remember there was uh, not too long ago I saw these. Dudes and they were like gay men and they were just like kissing and they were doing something. And they were bothering. They weren't bothering me and I was right, kind of right. like, yuck. Right. It was the first thing I was like in my head and I was like, look at him, just. And then like I was like, what are you talking about, dude? What are you talking about? First of all, them living their best life have anything to do with you. Right. Right. Has anything to do with you? Mm -hmm. Like, hey man, what place is that at? Mm -hmm. What 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 place is that at? Right. Is that is that you, or is that that hurt? Right. Like you, forty two. You're not seven. <laughs> right. Let's not go back to that place. And even when this whole like thing about like, um, you know, with the George Floyd and all of this stuff, and then you know with Hav, it was like, you know, that made me. Like, man, hear these white folks doing it again. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hold on, man. Hold on. Hold on. Mm -hmm. no, low, this is some situations of people. Yeah. And I had to think, like, one of your best friends is a cop. That's a white. He's an ex-cop. Right. Like, are you going to blanket and make them all bad? Are you going to blanket and become all, you know, all white? Are you going to just be this militant black man that's angry? It's like, man, hold on. Where's that coming from? Right. Are you seven or are you 42? Let's right. channel this anger to where it needs to be at. Right. Yep. You, you can't just run around, you know what I mean? I had to say, you know what? When the hot situation is, it's like, okay, I'm mad at Wilco. Mm -hmm. Not mad at all the police. I'm not right. mad at all of the, but I'm mad at Wilco. Right. Williamson County. I could be mad at them. Right. Okay. They killed my boy. I could be mad at them. Right. Can't be mad at every white person that's ever walked this earth, especially because so many have helped me out in my life. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? And there were some white people that were there for me when there were some black people that weren't there. Absolutely. <coughs> so, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I have to check myself sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, and like even when I started the job I was at now, man, it was gay men that were some of the coolest people, you know, and the crazy thing about it is I think God specifically set me up to where I was in an environment and there was like eight or nine men and seven of them were gay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, like we said, man, it's in God's hands, man. Yeah, man. So. And the thing was, is like I became cool with most of them. Yeah. Yep. Like, and it had nothing to do with Oh, I was battling hating gay people right. for to be their friends. No. Yeah. I was their friends because they were cool. Cool. Yeah. I was their friends because they were who they were. Yep. Like, you know, my again, one of my closest dudes like a brother. I love his family, love him. I'm not his friend because he's white and he's an ex-cop. And right, right. no, nah, man, I'm his friend because man, he's a great person. There you go, man. And we don't have to think alike and we have different ideas and opinions on things and a lot of other things we up. Right. You know, right. and so that also taught me, man, what love truly is. And like, I always question people about, like, do you understand what lust is, or do you understand what love is? Yeah, love has nothing to do with agreeance. Right. Nope. 
Absolutely. Love has everything to do with the condition of unfathomed, unfiltered respect for who you are in spite of, not because of. Right. Like, we find ways to love people. Right. But when you could love a person in spite of, meaning that you got these all these flaws, right. especially because when I look at me and I am the blemishes I have and how many people have embraced me as a person, mm-hmm. it's like, man, you know. <clears throat> So man, I'm I'm thankful. I'm thankful for all those life lessons. I'm thankful for all the people who stood in the gap of I'm, you know, not even knowing that they were helping me deal with who I am. But right. yeah, man. Um, I mean, you said it, man. I mean, shit. that was a lot, man. That's a lot to uh to to unpack. Um, let me let me check. Let me check 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 something out because um. We, yeah, that's that's straight, man. Um, we here, man. Anything else you wanna um, get off your chest, man? Man, <laughs> look. Um, let's let's start creating some safe spaces um, that we can talk. Um, because so many of us are dealing with other stuff. I know my demons sound heavy. You know, Dre's demons may sound heavy, but that doesn't make or demoralize what you go through. What your struggles are your struggles. And let's start talking about these things. Let's start helping each other out. Let's start building each other up. Like, you know, as much as I'm doing this for y'all, I'm also doing this for me. I might not never get to ever listen to this episode in entirety um, because, it's, again, it's going to be me talking about my trauma, listening to me talk about my trauma. But I know that there's somebody that's going to hear this that it's going to help. And then that's okay, man. And then if we got a DM and you need to right. talk and you want to open up, I'm, I'm bet. If you, if you don't know me as well and you're more comfortable with Dre and you hit Dre up and, you know, you want to politic with me about it, that's, that's, that's dope. You know, and either either one of us, man, like if you are going through something, you don't have to go through it alone. If you choose to, I understand that too, but you don't. That's right. That's like, real. definitely we all, again, in your struggle, maybe because you only have $5 in your bank account to your next, you know, check, that's still your struggle. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, man. People are here to help you, you know? And maybe them not cash apping you money but being that ear or wisdom or helping you to your next stop, that could be it. Or maybe, you know, um, just be, being, that, being that shoulder. Sometimes, you know, we could just listen and not even have to talk and just allow you to voice your thing. But whatever it is, man, look, there's, there is a freedom in therapy. There's a freedom in telling your truth especially because you're not hurting anybody and really you're helping yourself and maybe somebody else too. So let's talk. Let's um, get those things out. And, you know, people would be like, more talk, more action. Sometimes talking is an action. Absolutely. Absolutely. And matter of fact, that's an action that more of us need to start using. Absolutely. Before we get to actions, Mm -hmm. before we start getting angry and start Mm -hmm. acting out Mm -hmm. things. Let's start talking and let's start digging deeper. Yeah, because a lot of that, man, is like, you may be angry, man, but in the midst of that shit, sometimes you just got to stop and ask yourself, am I angry at this person or am I angry at myself? You know what I mean? Because sometimes a lot of that anger and shit is directed at people it has nothing even to even do with. You know what I mean? You de- you're dealing with an internal battle that you haven't dealt with for so long. But you just out there just being mad aggressive and just showing mad aggression towards other people when it really don't have nothing to do with them. And there's the slightest thing that they say or do is going to set you off. But like I said, I mean, that's a you problem, not them, not a they problem. So um, no, I'm with you on that, bro. Yeah, and folks, also with grieving, man, look, let me tell you something. You might not never just heal. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of us just ever freely heal. But understand this is that your work is progress. Like, a lot of y'all might not even know I was like this because of the joy on so many other episodes that I've probably produced out or 
you know, I always hear that, man, you're so wild and you make me laugh and everything like that. But, you know, right. that took a long time for me to produce that kind of, but I'm telling you, it's so well worth it. Mm. It's so well worth it to laugh, you know, and also understand too is, is that it's okay to still have to deal with those things. Like I said, I, I, something that happened to me at seven that I had to remember at 21 and I'm still dealing with at 42. That's okay. Absolutely. That doesn't make it bad that you're still dealing with those things because society tell you, you should be over that. Right. You yeah, should be no. over being molested. You should be over being abandoned, right. left in a, a cab. Right. You know what I mean? But you can't tell or put a time limit on somebody's process of, of going through their own struggles. Mm-hmm. What we could do is they'll be supportive and not let it be the crutch that doesn't let us heal. Like, look, you know, a lot of women that listen to us don't let your failed relationships stop you from being loved again. Absolutely not. You know what I mean? That's one thing that a lot of our listeners that we've been dealing with these last few weeks have, have dealt with giving out their heart and can't give their heart out again because mm-hmm. of that failure. Of, no, man, look. We're all inadequate in one way or another. And um, we got to embrace our differences and our struggles and... and Keep growing and, and creating, again, a safe environment that we can learn that it's okay that we have these issues and that we can all grow together. Because, again, I can speak for myself and Dre. We will, we've known people who've taken away their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And dealing with maybe if we would have opened up a bigger lane for them to speak, maybe they could have helped back. Or maybe, you know created a platform or something where they could have really spoke their mind instead of doing what they did but you know but we're in a good place y'all we uh absolutely we're growing we're getting better as people absolutely man you know i've i've turned my pain into love and the world needs more of that man for uh, sure man for sure so that's for sure. that's a beautiful thing bro straight up yeah man um, I don't really have too much to say, man. The only thing I, I will say is uh, my brothers and sisters in the Asian community, we understand. Absolutely. We do. We we understand, you know. And um, no matter how media or society spins it, you, you're okay to say what you feel this is. Mm-hmm. Yes. And please do. And it's okay to speak. And it's okay, you know, and... and and for some black people, I know it's kind of hard knowing that we still have our struggles to say, man, I can't help. And you don't have to put your hat in the ring, but you can still support, man. Exactly. You can still support. Exactly, man. Yeah, you don't have to march to say that, to be able to, to give somebody a platform to tell their truth or to say, hey, this isn't right. That's it. You don't have to march. You don't have to hold their hand while going there, but you can say, hey, man, brother, I understand. And, and then educate your people, man. Yeah, express your, your truth. Yep. So, absolutely, man. That's it, man. That's what I got, man. That's I mean, that's it, man. Episode, episode is in the books, man. Um, any shout outs you want to give, man? Hey, man, this thing messed up again, dog. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, we gonna we gonna check it as soon as I finish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done, man. No, man, just shout out. I, I, I man, I'm blessed. Yeah, man. Most I thank God definitely. for. Have an amazing family, you know. I got to spend the weekend with my family and just <laughs> the brothers and sisters that I have, the the, the father I have, the mother I, I had. Um, you know, the, the people have, that, that have been in my life and have become not just the friends, not just the socials like, like Dre, but become brothers and sisters for God to, mm-hmm. to say, man, I'm going to increase your family. Mm-hmm. And I won't even have to use your bloodline to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so th- I'm so thankful, man, and I'm thankful for just man all the love and support that the podcast had. And some of the people don't even like our material; they just love us, so they support us, man. <laughs> I can't say enough. Yeah, that's dope, man. We appreciate y'all for real. So, and just shout out, and I just thank you, God. I thank you, man, for just another day. Hopefully, um, I continue to have more days that I can just keep 
writing my mistakes and keep uh, being better and growing and helping others. So that's it, man. Appreciate that, man. Um, for one, man, shout out to you, man, for <sighs> shit, man, being brave enough to share your story, man, to the people, man. I know this was difficult for you, so yeah, man, I appreciate that, man. man appreciate we you doing that shit. <laughs> Don't y'all be down, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, we on up and up, man. Not nah, with that for real, man. I appreciate you for doing that, man. Um, shout out to the listeners, man. Shout out to my babies. Um, shout out to shit, man. Shout out to Texas, man. Shout out to Colleen. Um, shout out, that's the hometown, man. Shout out to, like, like I said, the whole state of Texas. Shout out to my Vegas people. Shout out to my people all over, man. Um, appreciate y'all for listening. Appreciate y'all for spreading the word. Um, at Cup of Joe with Dre on Instagram and fi- Facebook. At, um, at Cup of Joe with Dre on Instagram Live. Uh, tonight, when after this episode drops, um, Tuesday evening, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, yeah, man, um. To sum it all up, man, peace and love to everyone, man. More love, less hate, um, more joy, man. More joy in the world, man. Let's 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 uh let's start having these um start and continue to have more of these uh, difficult conversations and um let's heal together, man. If we if we heal together, um we all winning in the end, man. So that's it, man. That's it for us, man. It's a cup of Joe with Dre, and we out. Peace. <laughs>